Good morning. Welcome to our God's Word for today, devotional. Our text for today is Psalm chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. Let me read to us in our English Standard Version. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my crying, my King and my God. For you to do, I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You shall hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Again, David expressed here his trust unto the Lord, but the motivation is that God is a God of a steadfast love. He experienced God's steadfast love. Now, the background in this psalm is not different than the previous psalms, that he was pursued by an enemy or enemies. In verse 1 to 3, he expressed a prayer here, and we recognize that the degree of his relationship with God was determined by his confidence in prayer. And that's always true in praying. Our relationship with God, how depth, what is the status of our relationship with God, will determine our confidence in prayer. David really pleaded before God, give ear. Why? Because he expressed his relationship with God here as my God and my King. He enjoys his communion with him on a daily basis. It's different to say there is a God, there is a King, than to say he is my God and he is my King. In verse 3, he expressed that the first hour in the morning, he really worshiped and praised God. He said, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and what's. Is this our culture? Is this our habit to go to God every morning to pray and worship him? Just like David here. He, he prepared, prepared a sacrifice for God and, and, and what's and, and and worship God. 
Moreover, in verse 4 to 7, David focused on two attributes of God here. His holiness and God's fatherly love. Firstly, he expressed that God is opposed to all that is unholy in verse 4 and 5. Definitely, God does not delight or take pleasure in wickedness, and evil does not reside in him or does not dwell in him. There is no falsehood, deceit, and iniquity found in God. God is holy. And it's one thing to recognize the holiness of God because when we recognize the holiness of God, the more we see that we are unholy, the more we see the perfections of God, the more we recognize that we are imperfect. Is it not? And if we see the holiness of God, naturally, it will result in us some kind of fear. But are we going to distance ourselves from God? Because God is holy and we are sinful, are we going to run away from God? No, because David emphasized another attribute that God is a God of covenant love. Chesed. He's a loving, kind God. He was motivated to draw near to God boldly into his house of worship where God is seen as holy in his holy presence because of his abundant loving kindness. This is the two things, these are the two things that David has, he had emphasized. We must not be presumptuous and proud to look unto God because we are sinners and he is holy. Yet we must not be scared before this holy God because he's a loving God. What a beautiful picture of our God here. God is a loving, kind God. And because of this, God becomes irresistible to us, right? We are attracted to God because of his unconditional love. Now, until this time, I st I'm still enamored by what Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, when he said, God demonstrates his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His unconditional love and our unworthiness, it does not make sense. It does not match. But that's it. The Bible tells us that God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son to us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Jesus sacrifices sin for sinners when he cannot or he had nothing to get from us. There's nothing good in you and in me that God is after of. That's why he died for us. But simply because he is a loving God. And as a result, there was this reverential fear in David towards God. That's why in verse 7 he said, I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of God. Now this is not a fear that God will punish him, but a reverential fear. He ended up worshiping God. Yes. Because he understood that God is holy, loving, despite of the problems that he was pursued by his enemies, yet his response was to worship God. This led David to ask something very interesting. He asked in verse 8, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. 
make your way straight before me. This is interesting because he asked for God's righteousness. Is he not righteous already? Because he trusted Jesus, he trusted Jehovah God. Yes, he's already righteous, but he wants to practice righteousness. You see, the natural response of a person like David against his enemy is to hate them, to be angry at them, to take vengeance, to fight back. But David desired that God's righteousness will permeate his heart because of his enemies. The reason why he prayed this prayer is because of his enemies. His enemies might affect his heart by the way he responds or he responds to their threatenings, to their accusations. He asked that God will give him the right and godly way to respond, to respond that is the righteous way. There is a new desire to live a righteous life for those who has received the love of God, right? God wants us to love our enemies. Why is it that he commanded us to do, to do it? It's only possible because we received the forgiveness from God. We can love others because we received the love of God. This command to love our enemies, to respond rightly, and we do not sin by being angry and to fight back, to talk back. If we are attacked, we attack them because of, of the anger that we have in our hearts. We don't need to. We can respond goodness to evil, overcoming evil with good. And this is precisely what David was praying. Lead me in your righteousness. And that's why David, as he related the weakness of the enemies, because the enemies have no truth in their mouth, their throat is an open grave, that he has no desire of vengeance unto them, despite what they did. But he prayed that they would bear their own guilt and fail to their own plans and devices. Means that David prayed that he will not soil his hands because of anger that he's going to fight back against his enemies. And I think that's a good principle when we are going to respond to those who are maligning us, attacking us. We don't need to do that to them in response to what they did to us. We can always ask God for righteousness. Lord, lead me in, the, in righteousness because of my enemies. Remember the story of Haman. Haman fell to his own gallows and his own wicked plan when he planned to destroy the righteous Mordecai because God was in control. God knows what he's doing. Thankfully, and just like the other psalm that, that David wrote, he concluded here with a high note, with great confidence to experience God's blessing in following the Lord. That the Lord will bless him and cover him with favor and with shield, as with shield. In verse 12, the Lord will cover me with his favor, his grace, as with a shield, you know. His grace will cover us. 
you see, when we are attacked by the enemy, when we are maligned by the enemy, when we are bombarded by threats from our enemy, his grace, his favor as a shield will cover us. You see, we don't need to be overruled by our passion. We don't need to be overruled by our anger. But let it be that we will be led into the righteousness of God against the backdrop of the wickedness of his enemies, David was full of gladness and he was singing with joy. And today, let me be that this experience of David will we be able to experience as well, wherever we are right now, in your workplace, in your home, wherever we are right now. As we receive God's forgiveness, as we receive the love of God through the gospel, let it be that this will just flow in and through us that his righteousness the way we respond the way we talk the way we we overcome evil with good i hope that this will be our testimonies wherever we are right now should we have problems from others from people who who may attack us from the enemy we let us overcome evil with good let it be that this truth today will permeate in our hearts and guide us. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Bless us our hearts, Lord. And let it be that we will be like David, Lord, to pray. Lord, lead me in righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight my path so that we will not be overtaken with, with anger or passion or whatever kind of negativity to respond, Lord, to what the devil is doing in our lives, that we will overcome evil with good. Whatever is our situation right now, Lord, I don't know. To those who are listening to our podcast, watching our videos, I pray to Father that you will make this truth real in their lives, Lord, because you are our shield. You are the lifter of our head. You are our God who is gracious to us, Lord. God does grace as our shield today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.